Aging options, how can we help? I'm calling with a question about Medicaid. It's time to know your options and master your future. So I'm looking for some advice, things to consider about retirement community. My life, my plan, my way. He wanted us to roll his 401k in to an IRA, and we wondered if that was wise. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv has one of the most innovative elder law practices in the country. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. He has significant assets, and I'm just wondering how those assets can be protected. Know your options. There just didn't seem to be a thing that I mentioned that you didn't already know. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers only general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of the national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich. Hey, wait a minute. I'm not Rajiv. <laughs> this is Bob Pittman sitting in for Rajiv, and it's always my pleasure to, to, try, to try to fill his shoes. Uh, we'll give it the best shot we can today as we talk about, uh, talk about you. Talk about legal stuff and and all kinds of stuff. I'm thinking today, hopes and dreams. Why does that come come to mind? But we're gonna we're gonna kind of think about what are our hopes and dreams, not just for ourselves, but maybe for our beneficiaries, for our heirs, for our children, our relatives, or other folks that maybe causes even that are gonna gonna inherit our estate when we uh, when we take up. Hopefully, it won't just be the wind, right? That's a that's a catchy one. Inherit the wind. I don't know where I got that. <laughs> but, hey, uh, welcome to Aging Options. This is Bob Pittman, and it really is my pleasure to be here today. And uh, Rajiv will be with us in uh, in spirit today as we make our way through the, through the session. He'll be back, of course, next week as he is each and every week. Hey, be sure to catch him on PBS, by the way. Uh, Master Your Future. Wow, what a good program. If you haven't caught it yet, uh, do so. Check with your local PBS station and find out when it's going to air. It's airing all over the country, so tell your uh, friends and relatives around the country that uh, they can they can connect with Rajiv too, which is which is really neat. So do so. Hey, on the blog today, if you go to agingoptions.com, really good articles. Rajiv uh, has a way of producing these wonderful articles each and every week. Uh, Little secret, Tony Bolin is the one who's actually working really hard on that and does a great job. <laughs> Good articles. I uh, will touch on them, but uh, be sure to stop by. It's so easy. Stop by agingoptions.com and look at the blog and, and take a look at the pieces. Um, one of them, boy, oh, my goodness, uh, cognitive decline. I don't even want to think about cognitive decline. You know, I've, I practice law, as most of you know. I'm an estate planning attorney, have been for many, many years, uh, decades now. And, uh, you know, I always say, and, and when people ask me, well, gee, when are you going to retire? And I say, well, I, I don't really plan to. <laughs> I'm hoping I'll be one of those characters who keeps going uh, for a very long time. I might scale back at some point. But the one thing that I suppose would be really scary, I mean, you could have some physical issues and 
and odds and ends, but the the one that would really uh, do me in in terms of the practice of law is uh, cognitive decline. And so I need to work harder, and we all do, I think, on on things we can do to try and uh, and uh, put off or maybe eliminate uh, the cognitive decline. I guess it happens at some point, but hopefully it's way down the road just before you just before you check out. <clears throat> but there is a big financial risk, of course, too, with cognitive decline. So that's a really good article. Be sure to take a peek at that. Uh, then RMDs. Hey, big alert. Uh, 2020, we could uh, we could not take our RMDs. Now, what are RMDs? Required minimum distributions. For those of you who hit the old magic age of 70 and a half, or now the new magic age is 72, you're required to start withdrawals in general from your, uh, say, your IRA, your retirement accounts. And this is a requirement if you don't take them. The penalty isn't too much. It's only 50%. Oh, my goodness. So don't forget, last year uh, we were relieved of a number of things last year, uh, and one of them was the requirement to uh, to take an RMD. Now, if you're looking down the road here this year and you're saying, you know, I really don't need that RMD, what on earth uh, can I do? Well, of course, you have to take it unless unless you do something like direct your RMD to your favorite charity. Now, a lot of people are not able to deduct charitable expenses uh, these days because they don't itemize. So let's imagine you've got an RMD that you've got to take of, let's say it's $5,000. I'm just picking numbers out of a hat. So $5,000, say, shoot, if I take that $5,000 in, I'm going to pay, you know, 20, 30% uh, or better in taxes. I don't even need it. Uh, And let's imagine that you're making some contributions regularly to your church or uh, hospital or wherever it may be that you're interested in in donating, or maybe you donate every year. Well, if you're not itemizing your deductions on your tax return, then you're not getting much of a deduction anymore for the uh, for the charitable contributions, at least if they're significant. So let's say you're going to direct that $5,000 over to uh, uh, your church, let's just say. Well, if you take the withdrawal of the RMD, you add it as income, and then you donate that 5000 and you may not get a tax deduction. Instead, why don't you have the RMD go directly from your IRA institution, the holder of the IRA? Let that go directly to the church. And then you'll essentially not have to take that $5,000 in, so it will not be income. It's a little bit like a deduction because you're not having to pull it in and then try to donate, and then when you donate, you don't even get the deduction. So it's a it's a terrific way, and this is this has been made permanent as as permanent as anything is with the IRS. But this has been made permanent uh, up to I want to say a hundred thousand dollars a year. If any of you are fortunate enough to have an RMD, a required minimum distribution of a hundred thousand uh, dollars, that's my hats off to you. But you can do up to that amount to your charities and causes, and it, it's a terrific way to essentially make a charitable deduction, I mean, a charitable contribution deductible, even though you're not itemizing. So be sure to pay attention to that. While we're on the topic of IRA accounts, I want to remind us, we used to have something called a stretch out available. 
so you could stretch out your IRA if you were a child, let's say, of a uh, beneficiary. Now, a spouse is always able to roll over an IRA, but let's imagine that you are going to uh, leave this IRA to your children, three children. Under the old rules, the children could then stretch out the payments, the RMDs for them, over their life expectancy, and it was a terrific way of, of making that, a really turbocharging that IRA and making it last a very long time. Well, the government came in uh, a year or so ago and said, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's too generous. We're going to require uh, recipients, the, the non-spouse recipient of an IRA after the death of the participant, to take out within 10 years. It's called the SECURE Act. So that way, it isn't that we're more secure, it's the government's more secure, right? Because they're going to get their tax dollars a little bit sooner. So uh, the SECURE Act has wrecked the plans for stretch-out distributions of uh, many folks. And so you want to look at that and make sure you're entertaining the uh, the idea of maybe some alternatives to that. And we can talk about some of those alternatives as well. Uh, give us a call, by the way, with your uh, questions, anything anything to do with the aging process. That's just about anything, isn't it? Uh, 800-465-8770. 800-465-8770. We'll be taking your calls this hour. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an estate planning attorney, so obviously it's a really good day to, to talk about general estate planning issues, maybe estate taxes. Uh, everybody wants to know, how can we pay more in estate taxes? That's not true, is it? Nobody nobody wants to know. That's how, how can we pay less, or how can we eliminate estate taxes? And, and uh, there are some income tax issues, too. We're all sitting on the edges of our seats waiting for the... Uh, uh, for what Congress is going to do, if anything, uh, regarding the estate tax uh, situation and whether they'll lower the exemption or whatever it might be. So we're, we're watching that. We'll talk a little bit about that today, too. But if you have any kind of question regarding estate planning uh, and uh, estate taxes and things like that, give us a call, 800-465-8770. One of the questions I get a lot is uh, why... Why would I want to use a revocable living trust? Now, I want to preface this and say that in Washington State, probate is generally not not a nightmare. And so you don't really want to uh, use a revocable living trust just to avoid probate, at least if you think you're avoiding some kind of nightmare. Now, if you go to a place like California, California, I think, still has this provision. They, they charge probate fees based on a percentage value of the estate. And so probate can be a very, very expensive process in a state like California. Uh, Hawaii, wonderful state, nice to visit, but uh, they're on Hawaii time over there, and probate isn't, isn't a real pleasant uh, process even in Hawaii. New York, off the charts, Florida, I don't know what they do down there. Uh, but in Washington, probably Oregon to Idaho, uh, Alaska, probate's pretty easy going. So it's okay to avoid probate, and you can avoid probate using a revocable living trust, but be sure to keep it in perspective. It isn't always uh, the best idea, so think about that. One of, the, one of the sleeper kinds of reasons that people will choose a revocable living trust, if they're really thinking about it, is the ability to, to do quality incapacity planning and making sure that your assets that are subject to the trust, which are generally most of your assets, 
will be managed by the person you've named as your backup trustee rather than running the risk of a guardianship being appointed, <coughs> guardianship being commenced and a guardian appointed who would then take over all of your finances. Now, I'm glad that we have our guardianship laws. They're very necessary and there's lots of uh, issues where a guardian is, a, is, is important. But most of us would, would prefer to have our affairs and assets managed by the person that we have picked, and that would be the successor trustee on a revocable living trust. We like the idea generally of laying out all of our concerns and wishes and desires and so forth and having the person that we have picked take over the trust if we are incapacitated and manage things uh, in accordance with our wishes. I like, I, I've like. i been accused of being annoyingly exhaustive, and I like to think that I'm even listening to the right radio station, I'm, I'm watching the right TV, all those kinds of things are happening, and I've laid out all these kinds of uh, requirements in a trust-based plan so that someone who is the trustee can engage a care manager, and Rajiv talks a lot about uh, life planning and the care management issue, which is so, so important. Uh, we generally don't want our kids to be our care providers. We want them to maybe be the care uh, coordinators and appoint or, or, or hire a care manager who will then manage the care that we might need in, in the future if, if there is this uh, decline, whether it's cognitive decline or physical decline or both, whatever it might be. So if in that situation we have an incapacity and I'm out of commission, I want to know that my trustee, the person I appointed, not some stranger appointed by the court, is going to be managing my affairs and doing so in the way that I want them to be managed. So think about that. We'll talk a little bit more about why to use a revocable living trust and be thinking also why on earth would you ever want to use a charitable remainder trust? That's becoming quite an issue these days with the uh, potential increase in, in income taxes. And there are some good reasons why we might want to use a charitable remainder trust. Hey, uh, Rajiv does this really fun segment, and uh, I want to say right now, don't look on the Internet for the answers. you got to remember this. So hopefully you're uh, of a crowd uh, who, who recalls this. But what year was it when the average gas price was 30 cents? Whoa. I, wow, that's, I, I, I remember 28. <laughs> but when was it 30? When was Sputnik launched by the Russians? So what year was Sputnik launched by the Russians? This is a great one. What year did the Milwaukee Braves win the World Series? Whoa. And this was the number one song of the year. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. All right, was it 1954, 1957, or... 1960. What year was it? We're going to give the answer, but so no peeking. No, you got to do this from memory. <laughs> so we'll give the answer as, as we close out the program today. And we're going to take a quick break and continue with more of your questions at 800-465-8770 right here on Aging Options.
7 out of 10 Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by elder law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. King's G Wealth Management is excited to be partnering with Rajiv Nagayesh in Aging Options. When it comes to financial planning, our mindset is very similar to Rajiv's. We call it the three C's of King's View Wealth Management. The first C is for customized. Every client we work with has a customized financial plan. The second C is for consistent. We follow proven investment strategies, not short-term fads. We're driven by your long-term success, not by selling you on short-term transactions. The third C is for caring. We take your trust in us seriously. We are committed to doing what is best for you and your family. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. To put our innovative approach to work for you, visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management. Customized, consistent, caring. Safe, independent living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Retirement can be a dream or a nightmare. Which one will yours be? Find out at Master Your Future, a groundbreaking virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. Moderated by veteran radio personality Ursula Royteen and featuring Rajiv Nagayich, the nation's preeminent thought leader on retirement planning, Master Your Future is an event you won't want to miss. Join Ursula as she explores why retirement goes wrong for so many seniors, not because they didn't plan, but because of how they planned. Watch as she exposes the reasons why so many retirees end up in nursing homes against their wishes. Discover why so many seniors become a burden on loved ones and lose assets that could have been protected. Ursula will reveal what to do now so you can have the kind of tomorrow you've always dreamed about. Don't miss Master Your Future, a virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. It's not too late to save your seat. Register now at masteryourfuture.net. That's masteryourfuture.net. 
Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And this is Bob Pittman sitting in for Rajiv today. Boy, be sure to check out Master Your Future. I just can't say enough good things about uh, what Rajiv has done in this uh, PBS uh, special. And just in, if, if you get the opportunity to, to uh, see him in person, uh, there'll be live events coming back, I know. Uh, be sure to take advantage of that. It's just a real treat, and he's a wealth of information, and he's a guy with a big heart. So be sure to watch for opportunities. Stop by agingoptions.com and check out uh, when events are occurring and uh, be sure to attend. And as things free up more and more from the uh, from the virus and all that, I think we'll see a little bit more of Rajiv. It seems like a lot of stuff, my goodness, is beginning to open. Let's hope we're all being careful. And hopefully you've all had a chance to... Uh, to get that uh, vaccine (laughs) so that you can be protected, too. So be sure to check that out and make sure you're getting it done. Maybe Rajiv should do a vaccine event. Well, we'll we'll talk to him later. Hey, Willard called in and had a a question, uh, just kind of thinking about what are the duties of a a trustee, say, of a trust, backup trustee, or we used to say executor, that we now say personal representative on a will. And you could also say, you know, someone acting as an agent or attorney, in fact, on a power of attorney. The one thing I want to say is when you are thinking about who to pick for those roles in your own plan, my goodness, be sh- remember that it's not an honorary position. We, it's, it's a big job. It's, uh, you, you play a, what we call a fiduciary role. You are uh, responsible for everything, all the, well, in general, everything, especially let's say you're settling a trust or, or settling out a will. Uh, you know, you have the help of an attorney and an accountant and, and uh, the financial advisor folks and everything. But still, you are responsible to make sure that every penny is accounted for, make sure that everything is done exactly as it's specified in the document. So you need to understand the document. Uh, and and think about, you know, if you're thinking of accepting the job, maybe a friend or relative has asked you to be the personal representative, executor, trustee, uh, agent on an attorney, and on a power of attorney, really think it over. Take a look at the document, ask to see the document. Make sure you know what it is that they're going to want you to do. And can you do it, number one? Do you feel comfortable doing whatever it is? Uh, and uh, are you feeling comfortable that you can uh, devote the time, uh, keep extremely good records, accounting for everything that you do? Uh, it's a big job. Now, it doesn't. I mean, I'm not saying don't take the job, but it's not an honorary position. Uh, there's a good book on it uh, talking about being a... Uh, a trustee, executor, it's uh, if, you, if you stop by Nolo Press, N-O-L-O dot com, and take a look at, uh, they have a lot of good books there anyway. Uh, that's a that's an interesting uh, group. It was started way back in the 60s, Nolo Press down in California. I, uh, maybe this, I don't know, maybe you won't want to go when I say it was started by what I would call a, uh, uh, a group of hippie lawyers. <laughs> they, they started a self-help publishing 
firm. It's now been acquired by a big, you know, big, huge company. They've all since retired. But uh, they do an awful lot of good stuff with uh, books on different topics. One of them is, you know, serving in the role of executor, personal representative, trustee, all that. Take a look at something like that, and in fact, you'll probably want something like that, and you'll want to have uh, an attorney, an accountant, and a financial advisor on your team when it comes time to, to take care of all this stuff, and again, keeping good records. So be really careful, and just remember, it's not an honorary position. Hey, give us a call with your questions, 800-465-8770, 800-465-8770. We're going to be talking shortly with uh, Dave Hooper, uh, he is a uh, financial advisor, and we're going to get to, to pick his brain just a little bit, a uh, little bit later this session. So, uh, stay tuned for all that. Hey, I want to mention uh, client came in a while back and said, you know, I've got this uh, asset, this highly appreciated asset. It happened to be uh, a stock holding, but it could have been a real estate or something like that. And the gain, the built-in gain, so they paid, you know, a very small amount for it, and now it has ballooned over the years up to a really significant amount. And the question was, you know, we'd really like to be able to uh, to take income from this now, but uh, we really don't want to don't want to sell it because there's this huge capital gain. And as you know, capital gains are about to get worse, especially here in Washington. So they're very concerned. They're not quite ready to to pull the trigger on it. Uh, When they do, it could be they'll get hit by extra federal and extra state capital gains taxes. And that essentially reduces what you have left over to produce income. And so one of the things we talked about was the use of what's called a charitable remainder trust. You'll hear them called CRTs, charitable remainder trust. The idea, here's the, the nutshell version of it. Uh, you take a let's just take a, a an amount. Let's say you've got uh, five hundred thousand uh, dollars worth of uh, stock. Maybe you bought into uh, one of the one of the stellar <laughs> stars that have uh, gone up so much. Uh, we used to talk a lot about Microsoft, could be Amazon, so many others. But let's say you've got this five hundred thousand dollars, and maybe your basis, your what you paid for it, is only let's just say it's insignificant, and maybe it's ten thousand dollars. Wouldn't that be nice, by the way? So you're faced with this massive gain, and then you take that amount and put it to work trying to produce some some income for yourself. Instead, the idea would be to create what's called a charitable remainder trust. You transfer the stockholding, but it could be real estate. Let's say in this case it's $500,000 worth of a stockholding. Transfer it into the trust, and you then sell it inside the trust. And if this has been done correctly, that $500,000 is not going to generate any income tax liability. So the entire $500,000, less any uh, maybe commission for selling or something like that, is going to be left in the trust, and you will have picked a percentage payout. The minimum is 5% in a typical example. So you're going to say, you know, for the rest of my life, I'm going to get 5% a year of whatever's in that account starts off at 500,000 so obviously that would be $25,000 right and it could be you and a spouse so the two of you could say gee for the rest of our lives until the survivor dies we're going to get 5% of whatever is there 
every year. So now it could go up, it could go down, <laughs> but let's imagine it, it tend, tends to go up. That means that the 5% uh, in the second year might be a tiny bit more, might be less, but might be a tiny bit more. And it's going to continue until you die, so you're getting more income because you've used an asset that uh, an asset that is uh, producing no income really ahead of time, but you've used this asset that had this huge built-in gain. You would have lost so much, so you get this income stream. And at the end of the end of the day, when you both check out, if it's if it's spouses, then whatever's left is going to go to your favorite charity. And that's where we call it charitable remainder trust. What remains go to charity goes to charity, but you get a significant tax deduction up front. It could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. We're just playing with examples here. You'd have to check, of course, with your financial advisor and your attorney and all that to see an accountant to see if it even fits. But you get a tax deduction up front, you get more income typically over the life of it, and in the end it goes to charity. Now the only ones who might complain would be who? The kids. (laughs) The kids are saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mom and dad saved a bundle of money, a ton of money, Bob, but there's nothing left over for us. And so that's where sometimes we'll say, you know what? Let's let the kids buy a life insurance policy on us, and we'll give give them a little bit of the extra money we're getting so they can pay the premium. And when we die, they'll get that in this example that five hundred thousand dollars but it'll be totally tax-free no income tax and no estate tax we'll get more income during our lifetime and in the end our favorite charity or charities will get what's left over it's a terrific way to take a highly appreciated asset and convert it into a better income stream than you could otherwise help a charity and and perhaps help your family as well so take a look at that uh, we are going to slip out. Don't forget now we're, we're asking you what year was the average gas price 30 cents? What year Sputnik launched was launched by the Russians? And when the Milwaukee Braves won the World Series, and yes, you better know who they beat, by the way. <laughs> and, and this was the number one song of the year. Well, bless my soul, what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a man on a fuzzy tree. And you better know that's Elvis Presley, right? So was it 1954, 1957, or 1960? No no cheating. You can't go to the Internet and look. you got to remember this from when you were a kid. <laughs> we're going to continue right after the break right here on Aging Options. Retirement can be a dream or a nightmare. Which one will yours be? Find out at Master Your Future, a groundbreaking virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. Moderated by veteran radio personality Ursula Royteen and featuring Rajiv Nagayich, the nation's preeminent thought leader on retirement planning, Master Your Future is an event you won't want to miss. Join Ursula as she explores why retirement goes wrong for so many seniors, not because they didn't plan, but because of how they planned. Watch as she exposes the reasons why so many retirees end up in nursing homes against their wishes. Discover why so many seniors become a burden on loved ones and lose assets that could have been protected. Ursula will reveal what to do now so you can have the kind of tomorrow you've always dreamed about. Don't miss Master Your Future, a virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. It's not too late to save your seat. Register now at MasterYourFuture.net. That's MasterYourFuture.net. 
Seven out of 10 Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by Elder Law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319-1967 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Now back to Aging Options. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. My life, my plan, my way. Know your options. Here is life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And this is Bob Pittman sitting in for Rajiv Nagayich today. Uh, Rajiv will be back with you next uh, next week. Be sure to check out agingoptions.com. Find out uh, when and where Rajiv is going to going to be out there and, and maybe a webinar or in person and uh, try to try to check out uh, master your future on pbs as well hey we're joined by david hooper now dave welcome bob thank you it's nice to meet you i'm glad yeah. i can make the show oh this is great thanks for stopping by and uh, uh dave you're with a company called king's view am i thinking right correct yeah we're <laughs> in a, a federation of independent advisors yeah we kind of it's a great. It's kind of the best of both worlds. We're independent. We just it's just uh, my partner Corey Owen and I and our clients, and then we get to use sort of like the um, uh, we can kind of consolidate our buying power that we affiliate with a, a variety of other advisors. So yeah, thanks again for having me in this morning. Yeah, what a great idea because I think all of us like the idea of working with uh, with say. A Dave, and not necessarily working with you know monster <laughs> company. <laughs> so, in fact, I just had a conversation with a, a, a client yesterday. They're saying, you know, what do we do? It's like it's like a, an eight hundred number. I don't even know where we're calling, and and we get a different person all the time. Uh, can't can't we just find someone like find a Dave? <laughs> so, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think, yeah, we're kind of in this, you and I are, and Rajiv are in a similar situation where, so we have our own businesses, so it's really, it's our reputation, and yeah. we'll do, that's, that's our, that's our goal, that's, we have to keep that pristine, um, so, no, I love it, I love having my name on the door, uh, and it's just a great, a great situation, it allows me the flexibility to partner with uh, experts and right. the best in the best in the industry, like the aging options of the world, I was you know I was listening to the show prior to um, prior to being on it, and it's just what I jotted down yeah. is you know Rajiv yourself, aging options, not afraid to shy away from the important conversations, the important questions. Like you were saying, it's like oh my god, cognitive decline, yeah, and the uh, you fun. know the other articles <laughs> that. Uh, aging option posts to the blog or just those are the big if, I often say this if, to my clients if, if your financial advi- or your advisor is not having these conversations with you who is because like we that's I mean yeah it's one of the most important things is to answer these questions 
And I was, I was alarmed by saying that you know, that that article that you referenced earlier is that the the cognitive your your financial expertise historically the average high point is age fifty three, and oh then it starts trending down for there. And unfortunately, we've had to deal with some situations where all of a sudden clients will have some erratic behavior, and it's that's that's a that's a tough now, situation. But that's once again that's why you pay your advisors. So right, but but to me that's where you want to have. Uh, someone like yourself actually on the scene, so to speak, and not just a, an 800 number to someone somewhere else in the country helping you with your finances, you know, will they be able to really tell that you're in trouble? And I, I would think not. I hear you. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's, I think it's you need to be able to connect the dots. Of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it's also, I think, what's nice about being independent is it allows us, we, we have a much deeper understanding of our client situation, and all, I would argue equally important we understand the other decision makers and ever, other um, professionals that they have in their life, be it an right. accountant, or be it an attorney, mm-hmm. uh, be it, you know, family members. Off, more often than not, it's family members. And we love it when um, yeah. but- our clients will bring in uh, additional support. You know, not support, but they'll bring in... Um, mm-hmm. A child that will come. I love it when they feel like they have um, the ability to ask any question they want, and they got right. two two sets of eyes and two sets of ears. If they bring somebody else into the meeting, so we're all on the same page. You know, I think uh, uh, someone like yourself at some point becomes not the trusted financial advisor, but becomes the trusted advisor. I kind of draw that distinction because people trust you, and I think you know you're there when they call and say, hey, Dave, what do you think? I'm thinking of a Toyota or a Honda. Which one do you think I should get? (laughs) 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 Yeah, we say that. It's funny you say that, because our our thing is like, hey, just look before you leap, or more importantly, call us before you leap. Yeah. goes back to, like you were saying, once you're chatting about the required minimum distributions, the RMDs, Great, that was a great segment. I hope people really uh, recognize kind of there are a lot of different strategies you can take care of. But the biggest one is have a conversation. Like I also yeah. loved uh, the gifting strategies you mentioned, or the um, you know, the charitable remainder trusts. Yeah, yeah, those are. Yeah. I j- literally just had that conversation. We have conversation a lot with our clients. It was just um, uh, yesterday. You know, highly appreciated stock. And I know you mentioned it on the earlier segment of gifting your requirement of a distribution. Yeah, you can also just gift uh, appreciated stock to your charity. That's true. Or, or, a good point. Yeah, good there's point. so much that we can do. Absolutely. And then sometimes the charitable reindeer trust to, to help on that as well. And I think, you know, when I think about uh, financial advisor, you know, people are not going to come and hang out with me. That might see me every every so often. Uh, they're not going to see their accountant probably more than once a year. But the financial advisor, you guys really do get together. So you, you really have your finger on the pulse of the of the uh, person, if you will. And you're going to spot things that uh, long before an attorney or an accountant or uh, maybe other advisor is going to pick up on it. And so it's so important for people to have a good relationship with a good uh, local, I think, local financial advisor. Yeah, Bill, oftentimes we'll say to our clients, we, all, we oftentimes in the financial and you know, investment management industry will talk about diversification. But that can mean so much more than just diversify, diversifying between a stock and a bond, also diversifying about uh, the tax treatment 
of your different investments, but then also diversifying uh, the type of advisor that you're working with in regards to, yeah, your accountant, maybe once or twice a year you're meeting with, or your attorney. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know, the, the clock Well, who wants to go see an attorney anyway? <laughs> you know, Dave, come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the, yeah, and then you have got your financial advisor that oftentimes, and we chat, Rajiv and I chatted about this last week, there's different ways, the compensation structures a certain way, uh, but oftentimes it can be on a bit of a, a retainer um, so yeah, it's the clock's not running when yeah. you're talking with a good, you know, good independent advi- financial advisor, and that's when you can have those deeper conversations. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, if, if someone I, wants, I agree, if someone I agree wants with you to, wholeheartedly about the importance of an independent local advisor. Right. right. No, no, I, I agree. Uh, if someone wants to track you down, uh, can they can they give you a call or what would you what would you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Best number, you know, my my direct line, it comes to me, is uh, 206-531-0117. Once again, that's 206-531-0117. And like you said, yep, here locally in the Seattle area, uh, I mean, Grant, we do have clients across the country, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. It's also so nice now with um, kind of the world opening up a little bit. Yep. Had some face-to-face appointments. It's kind of nice to, uh, I mean, personally... I do like Zoom. <laughs> I love the I do too. I do too. But it does not replace the you know sitting down at the table, looking at folks you know eye to eye, and and really um, having that conversation. I, I think it's a good supplement, and I'm I'm finding that we use it to kind of supplement things, and maybe someone doesn't have to make the trip into the office, or I don't have to go make a house call maybe all the time, uh, and we can use Zoom. Uh, though I still especially now with everything opening up. It's so nice to get back together again. But let me ask you, is it is it ever too late to call? Uh, now, I don't mean like, like midnight, but I mean, is it ever too late to call <laughs> to call you about financial planning? I mean, if I'm, if I'm here and I'm uh, 85, uh, uh, should I say, oh, there's no point in calling Dave, I'm, I'm too old? Oh, no, that's, it's funny. I, years ago, everybody's got plans. Everybody's got goals. Everybody's looking for that next, you know, they want to see their, well, you know, I'm going to a graduation party later today. Everybody's got the next thing. Uh, so it's never too late to plan or never too late to have that conversation. And it can, um, actually, I was chatting with an, um, another attorney earlier today about just that burden that's lifted off of your shoulders. You know, sometimes people are so overwhelmed and or in denial <laughs> about yeah. what they can and yeah. can't do. Just having an honest, open, and, the you know, trusting conversation time and time again, study after study after study in the financial advising industry is like clients just want to know they can trust their advisor. And that's you build that by that relationship. You build that by those conversations. You build that by having a great financial plan and investment management. But it all starts with the conversation. So, no, it's never too late. I think I mentioned this in one of the earlier shows. We're happy to chat with anybody in regards to, um, you know, we may or may not be ultimately a great fit but uh, of working together, but we can always get you moving in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, I know one thing we really, we work hand-in-hand with Rajiv and Aging Options on their um, financial dashboard. So we always have a conversation about all of the components of um, the retirement plan and then how it, uh, syncs up with uh, the full aging options planning right. picture. Well, 
And, of course, the coordination, and the, one of the things that Rajiv is really uh, known for is life planning and putting it all together. So someone might come and see me as, a, as an estate planning attorney about their estate plan, yeah. but it isn't the same thing, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, by the way, but uh, it, you know, this life plan is the wrapper around all this, mm-hmm. and that financial mm-hmm. dashboard to me is, is, is critical and is a key feature of, uh, of life planning in general. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, going to some graduations, and it made me think a lot of people uh, might be going to the graduation of a grandchild, <laughs> not just their child, but a lot of folks are, are uh, tracking their grandchildren down. What are some tips for, uh, for grandchildren, for, for planning for grandchildren as a, as a grandparent? I, if I want uh, to make sure that... Uh, uh, that grandchildren are going to be able to get an education and get a start in life. Are there things that I should be incorporating into my own planning that uh, that might involve grandchildren? That's a great question. I'd say the number, and granted, everybody's different, but a great start is to, you can just Google 529 college plans. Those are a great tax-efficient uh, way to kind of start saving for your grandkids. Any any individual can contribute. Any individual can be an owner and then contribute to the beneficiary. That So in this case would be the grandchild. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, the – as soon as you start you, that line of question, grandparents to grandchildren, I, I think of 529s. Um, we've also – you know, we're working with clients that have uh, – they're starting to think of gifting strategies. You had mentioned earlier the kind of the Washington State estate tax. Uh, so, how do they start moving assets out of their estate right. into their kids or grandkids? So you can put a gifting strategy in place. But for me, it starts with um, that gift of education of yeah. saving for a uh, a five two nine college savings plan. Right. So folks and, that don't know, that's yet yeah, general. And there's always exceptions, but generally, it's, particularly in the state of Washington, you contribute. There's no tax advantage today, but then those assets grow tax-free. And then it's, it's, if you take you take out the distribution uh, to start paying for uh, accredited institution, a, a college, university, tech school, that those gains are tax-free. It actually was great. Actually, just a uh, yeah. week plus ago, to you know, we took out all the we've been saving into a 529 and the the uh, client's child is going off to UW this uh, yeah. fall so we we you know took the distributions and it's kind of fun to know how much money we saved yeah i like taxes. it yeah all right if someone wants to get hold of you again let's give them because we got a we're coming up against a break here and i really appreciate right. you <laughs> taking time to be with us and i have but, no uh, idea on the year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just be guessing i the whole, i can't it blow i can't get past Thirty cents for a gallon of gas. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Phone number is two zero six five three one zero one one seven. That number again is two zero six five three one zero one one seven. Yeah, we've had great folks contacting us uh, starting that conversation. So really appreciated it. Uh, thanks, Dave. This is David Hooper, Kingsview two zero six five three one zero one one seven seven. Give them a call. Probably not today, right, Dave? Because this is Saturday. But on <laughs> hey, Monday, on give show. them a call. We're out, we're out and about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, Dave, and I appreciate it. Look forward to meeting you in person sometime. Uh, best wishes to you, and we're going to slip out for a break here on Aging Options, and we'll get to Lillian and her question when we return. 
Seven out of 10 Americans who plan for retirement outlive their money, become a burden on loved ones, and end up in a nursing home. That's a terrible track record. It's like getting on a plane that has a 70% chance of crashing. It's insanity. There is a better way. Learn how to create the kind of future you want at a groundbreaking retirement planning seminar hosted by LifePoint Law and presented by Elder Law attorney Rajiv Nagayich. You'll learn why traditional retirement planning advice fails so many seniors and what you should be doing instead. Now you can join radio and TV host Rajiv Nagayich for an online or safe limited seating in-person class. Simply visit lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com or call 253-838-3454. Controlling your future takes smart decisions today. Call now 253-838-3454. LifePoint Law located at 319-1967 South Suite A100 Federal Way, Washington 98003. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. Hi, I'm David Hooper. And I'm Corey Owen. We're with Kingsview Wealth Management. If you're a regular listener of the Aging Options Radio Show, you know that traditional retirement planning sets you up to fail. That's why the Kingsview financial planning process is anything but traditional. So you can live out your life in your home, avoid becoming a burden on your family, and avoid running out of money. We do this by creating a customized financial plan that takes into consideration all your goals and concerns. You'll get a retirement blueprint, an investment approach, and a long-term healthcare strategy that empowers you to live your best retirement. We'll also work with the other professionals on your team to make sure there are no gaps in your retirement plan. Now is the time to call a financial advisor. Don't put it off. Customized, consistent, caring. That's Kingsview Wealth Management. Visit kingsview.com or call 206-531-0117. Kingsview Wealth Management, 206-531-0117. Call today. Retirement can be a dream or a nightmare. Which one will yours be? Find out at Master Your Future, a groundbreaking virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. Moderated by veteran radio personality Ursula Royteen and featuring Rajiv Nagayich, the nation's preeminent thought leader on retirement planning, Master Your Future is an event you won't want to miss. Join Ursula as she explores why retirement goes wrong for so many seniors, not because they didn't plan, but because of how they planned. Watch as she exposes the reasons why so many retirees end up in nursing homes against their wishes. Discover why so many seniors become a burden on loved ones and lose assets that could have been protected. Ursula will reveal what to do now so you can have the kind of tomorrow you've always dreamed about. Don't miss Master Your Future, a virtual town hall event today at 1 p.m. It's not too late to save your seat. Register now at MasterYourFuture.net. That's MasterYourFuture.net. 
Now back to Aging Options. My life, my plan, my way. Changing the way America thinks of, plans for, and navigates through retirement. With life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. And this is Bob Pittman sitting in for Rajiv Nagayich. Rajiv will be back with you next Saturday, so be sure to tune in each and every Saturday, 10 o'clock in the morning, on our favorite radio station, 770, right? (laughs) Uh, Let's go to Lillian. Lillian has been very patient, and we appreciate her. She's in Auburn. And Lillian, you had a question for us. Hi. Hi. Thanks Thanks for being patient. Hi, Dave. Uh, good morning. Yes, I have a question regarding the house that we sold in March. That was our first house, and we bought it for 41500 back in 1978. Great. Then we sold it for 505000 All right. And, yeah. Um, you, in between, we rented it to my sisters for, like, just for utility rent, uh, 470 um, now we sold it, and we never sold the house. That was the first house that we sold. Should should we pay for capital gains? Well, now, were you residing in the house as your residence, your principal residence? We I heard you say something about renting like, it. Uh, almost nine years, and then we bought an, uh, another house, and uh, we reside on that house since 1987, but... From seventy-eight to eighty-seven, we were living there. Oh, you 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 moved out in eighty-seven. Yes, and it became uh-huh. and it became a rental. Yes, uh, oh, my okay. sister yeah. rented it just for utility. But right, you know, but I have a room there that I maintain in case sometimes I go there and sleep there, wow. uh, just occasionally. Um, yeah, if if it was not your residence, then you're going to run into trouble on capital gains tax. I want you to talk with an accountant to make sure that you report this correctly. But in general, you get a break if you have a house, you're selling a house as your uh, as your principal residence that you've lived in over the past five years. Generally, you're going to get an exclusion of $250,000. And if you're, uh, if you're married and it's owned together, then you would get a $500,000 exclusion, but you're not describing a situation to me where you're going to be eligible for that exclusion. So I want you to sit down with an accountant and the actual numbers and dates. Sit down and write out a piece of pa- on a piece of paper, you know, when you bought it, when you sold it, and the use of that property for all that time and whether it was your principal residence and go in and see an accountant about that. But that, that could end up being, a tr- being trouble for you in terms of capital gains tax. So, mm-hmm. so your Is homework there assignment. Any accountant that you, a good accountant you can recommend? Uh, you know what I would do is check with Rajiv at agingoptions.com. I think uh, if you give him a call at eight seven seven seventy six aging eight seven 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 six two four four six four during the week. And Rajiv is connected with uh, good accountants and financial advisors. And you just really need to sit down with someone to make sure, because if you make a mistake, it could cost you a bunch of money. We don't want to do that. Okay. So 877-762-4464, Rajiv. That's right. That's right. Hey, thanks for the call, Lillian. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. We appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah, that's something that... um, 
is kind of scary for all of us is the is the capital gains tax on property. So if uh, typically if you have a rental property, you're going to have a recapture of depreciation coming in on your tax return. And that always annoyed me when I heard that when I first heard that years ago, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You get to take depreciation on your tax return, and then when you sell it, you get to recapture the depreciation and uh, and pay a tax. It's a flat 25%, or at least has been, on that recapture of the depreciation. What's the use of the depreciation? You know, and it's it's and then the the capital gain then part would be on the balance. And of course, we're probably in the 20% neighborhood, but that's going to change. That's uh, the I, the the government, the federal side is is wanting to push that out, especially for higher earners. And the state, of course, at the moment, isn't taxing the gain on, on real estate, but uh, they're beginning that capital gains tax. I'm sure there'll be some uh, some lawsuits and other things on that, too. Uh, oh, not awful? Man. <laughs> hey, I want to mention one. There's a great article here called uh, on agentoptions.com in the blog, uh, Creating an Ethical Will, How to how a Legacy Letter Can Help Communicate Love Lessons and Values to Those You Leave Behind. And so take a, you've got to read that article. It's really important. And it makes me think of a, a trust with a purpose. So uh, usually when we do trust-based planning, we talk about the purpose. What is the purpose? What are we talking about? What are we trying to leave in terms of a legacy to the kids, not just the money, but maybe it's life lessons and whatever it might be. I was looking at uh, uh, one just recently, and people had spent quite a bit of time thinking about this. And, and I so imagine you've got your trust, but in the beginning of the trust part, it talks about what is the purpose. Now, it doesn't limit all the legal stuff, the legal mumbo-jumbo and everything, but it does um, it does set the tone for the children and grandchildren or other beneficiaries and heirs as to what you think the purpose is of the trust. And so, for example, here's, here's a uh, uh, one that was done not too long ago, but uh, they put in for the purpose, they said, we have high hopes that this family trust will support you, meaning the children and your children, in the following areas. So education, use the funds as required to continue your education and or support the education of your children. Uh, family roots, use the funds to keep alive your connection to the family. And then uh, this one I like, See the World. And they wrote, The World is a Book, and those of you who do not travel, read only one page. I like that one. But the thing is, think about what the purpose is of your planning and consider putting that uh, kind of language into the to the document, the will or the trust. And take a look at that article at agingoptions.com. All right, we better... Be sure we get out the uh, the year on this. Remember, we're asking, what year was the average gas price? Thirty cents. I do remember that. Uh, Sputnik was launched by the Russians in this year. the The Milwaukee Braves won the World Series. Was it 1954, 1957, or 1960? The answer is 1957. Yes, I was alive back then. I wasn't real old, but I was alive back then. Hank Aaron was on the Milwaukee Braves. Uh, I, I I did not remember that, I have to admit. And guess who they beat? They beat the Yankees. <laughs> Everybody likes to beat the Yankees, right? The Mariners. and <laughs> All right, Aging Options is here each and every week for you. Rajiv Nagayach uh, is a uh, terrific uh, leader in the industry in the entire country. 
Be sure to check out agingoptions.com and join Rajiv Nagayich each and every week right here on Aging Options. <laughs> 